to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, thanks so much for joining us. So I know my mission with this whole word sales, I know everybody freaks out and they think icky, sleazy, manipulation. I hate that's the worst part of my business and and my job and all of that. We're going to stop that right here, right now. I have a free gift for you so that it helps you change your mindset. So we go from that icky kind of positioning or thought process to one of love, care, and respect. So my free gift is my communication style assessment. Go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA and your communications, you'll take the assessment and you'll get two reports, one showing your absolutely cool superpowers and the other showing your blind spot, probably more important even than the superpowers, but it will help you navigate communication with your clients, growing your business, growing your client base if you work in a corporation. So I hope that helps. Now, my motivational quote today, it's actually an old Native American proverb, and it says, tell me the facts and I'll learn. Tell me the truth and I'll believe, but tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. So during my 20 years in business, it's kind of fascinating. I've always used stories and I've probably changed trains well over 25,000 people to help them grow their sales skills. When I teach, I always try to ground whatever the new skill is or the concept into a story that's actually relatable, actionable, and that they could go back and implement. And this is the funniest thing. So years after I've trained or coached people um, on sales, leadership, coaching, whatever it might be, they come back and I hear things like, do you remember when you taught me about effective communication, whatever the skill was? And then they'll say, and do you remember the story X, Y, Z? And I remember that story. And I still use that skill today because I easily remember it. So it's powerful stuff, right? Well, in this episode, my wonderful guest, Christy Rufino, she's going to guide businesses on on harnessing the power of story and community to build a brand, attract more clients, and enjoy a profitable, purpose-driven business. Now, Christy's a serial entrepreneur. She's freaking brilliant. Podcast host, best-selling author of 14 books. She's a little bit of a show-off with that. And she's been featured on Inc.com and The Morning Blends on NBC TV. She's built three six-figure businesses and has over three decades of business experience helping over 3,000 women, she's a rock star, increase their business revenue through clarity, collaboration, and increased visibility. Now, all of her experience and her coaching process, which is called Prioritize Your Purpose, come together in a way that now serves her clients at the highest level uh, possible. So Christy, thanks so much for being on. And you really are one of my rock star uh, peeps out there. So thanks for being on. Oh my gosh, Connie, I am so excited that we're gonna have so much fun today. Yes. Yes. And we have so much to talk about. So here's, here's the thing and, and storytelling, it just lands for people in a very comfortable way, approachable way, right? Builds that like, like no trust factor. How did you become so passionate about this concept of story? Oh my gosh. So this has been an evolution for me uh, through the very first moment that somebody asked me to share my story. (laughs) And my first reaction was no. Why would I share my story? I didn't really think my story was so special. And I've had that reaction from so many people throughout the years is, is women. Sometimes we just put our heads down and do amazing things 
and we don't give ourselves credit yeah. and we don't realize that sharing our story can help other people. So it all started with that one ask that my a mentor of mine, Michelle uh, Prince, asked me to share my story in one of her books. And that kind of opened a can of worms for me, all our own story. We don't, you know, it's funny. I think because it's our story, it's it. I'm not, I'm going to say easy. I don't know that life is always easy, but it's easy because it's our story. We own it. We live through it. Like we've kind of navigated it. So you think really it'll help someone else. So we have this perspective that, well, nobody's going to relate to that where the, where it's usually the opposite. People hear your story and they think, holy crap. It was like, you were talking directly to me, right? I feel like we, we live these parallel lives. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating how we don't think we can add value through our own story. And that's not bragging, guys. That's not what Chrissy's talking about. It's just sharing why she's such a good businesswoman, right? Why she's authored so many books. Those stories matter because it gives people a path to say, oh, I think I could do that. Or, oh, wait, let me talk to Christy. How did she get that going? So it creates a movement. And I think that's the important thing, right? Yeah, and relatability. I know my story that time was about Uh, navigating through a very difficult divorce and keeping my head above water, keeping my house and building a business. And so for me, there was a lot to my story. So I didn't necessarily, uh, because it had kind of gone by, I didn't kind of like let it go. And I was moving, moving on to my next story. Um, But what I went through was very challenging. And when I had the light bulb moment was when somebody reached out to me after reading my story and told me how my story helped her. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, heck, when I was in the dumps dealing with some pretty heavy stuff, I would have loved to have read somebody's story because that would have given me more hope, more encouragement, more insight maybe. And really I feel I would have navigated through that situation a little bit better. So there's- Also you might've been able, but you might've been able to reach out to that person and say, Hey, you know, your story resonated with me. Can you give me some tips? How did you, how did you break through? I feel like I'm overwhelmed. I'm losing grounds, whatever it is. And you know, I, I don't, I don't know my, my life, not just even my career, uh, Christine, I'm sure the same for you. Like you said, a woman reached out to you. I, I feel like when I think people want to help each other by nature. So if somebody reaches out to you and says, your story resonated with me, can you help me with, you know, whatever your immediate response is, of course, oh my goodness, let's jump on a call. How can I support you? So I think 90% of the time people are very willing to support and share and help the best we can. Right. And great friendships are made from that. Lifelong friendships are made from that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why now when you coach and teach your, your folks, right. How to, how to do this, right. Create the story. Why is it important for them to discover own and then share their story? Like, how do you help them navigate that? Cause I think sometimes we do take it as it, it shouldn't be about me. I'm bragging, you know, that egotistical kind of perspective. Well, that's a really great question. And I actually have two points to this because the first point is that when we're able to own our story, what that does is it, it kind of creates a closure, growth and closure. So then we're able to move on to something else. We're, we're able to write our next best story. So there's a therapeutic part of revisiting our past and revisiting a, a certain season in our life. So that's one aspect. But the other aspect is if you're going to use your story in business, 
you need to go about it a certain way. There is one mistake that people make when sharing their story. Can you guess what that, like the biggest mistake people make all around story with their business? It goes on too long, maybe the, the length of it? Um, no, that's not it. Because a good story, people will listen for a long time. So, it, you know, that's not the problem. The problem is that people, so, so say you, Connie, nobody wants to hear your story. What they want to do is they want to hear your story in relationship to how it affects them, right? So what's in it for see, them? Sure. They want to see themselves through your story and realize that you, you could possibly help them or, you know, teach them something. And what I see a lot of times is, is people want to share their story because they just want to maybe not necessarily brag, but they want to get it out there. And they're not sharing it in a way that anybody can learn from them. Um, and so it really needs to be handled in a certain way. So then that way it does create a lot of value. It can't be about me, right? It's got to be about what's in it for, in this case, the reader or the listener to whoever, whatever the story is. So yeah. it's what's in it for me, right? And we were favorite, all, that's all about me, right? It's all about you. So yeah, totally. Radio station, W-I-I-F-M, right? That is absolutely. Let's whiff them, baby. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Most people don't know what that is. So that's why I'm really giggling. What's in it for me is the Witham radio station, right? WIIFM. Um, what do you now taking that concept of story, kind of pivoting or shifting it over to the perspective of the reader, right? What the value is that they get. That's really what we're talking about. What's the most effective strategy that you use to help your clients use their story for business and really, yes, what, why are we in business? We have to make money, right? We have to have income. So how do you kind of use that to generate that revenue through that authenticity? Oh, well, there's a couple aspects to this. Um, and so I'm making sure that I hear you correctly. Um, what you're asking me is how they're able to share their story in a way that creates the value. The yeah. value from a business vantage point for them to generate revenue, right? So I have a story. I want to translate it to the what's in it for the reader. And right. then how can I increase my revenue or use that from a business perspective? Perfect. So I heard two layers to this. So the first layer is when we're creating value for the reader, what we want to do is do more than just inspire them to take action. You know, our stories are going to be inspirational, but then what we want to do in addition to that is equip them, meaning give them some sort of wisdom, tips, resources, something that they could actually apply to their life right now. And so I, that is really important that we add that piece to it. Um, so then that way they're not just getting super excited about your story and then you leave them with nothing. We've all had a great speaker that we've been super inspired from. But if they don't give us something that we can actually apply to our life, then it doesn't necessarily help us. Um, so that's how we can provide value to the reader. And then how do we use it to build our business? You know, it really is all about, and there's a lot of ways, you know, we want to make sure our story is included when we speak um, on our website, um, even our elevator pitch, you can put a little blurb of your story on your signature on your um, your email and your story basically create makes you be a person and makes your stuff be more about 
you as the expert providing this stuff. Because we can buy insurance, we can buy, we can get sales training from anybody. Right. But nobody's going to be able to train us on sales like Connie does That's based right. on Connie's experiences. And so as soon as we know who Connie is as a person, then now we're going to be more loyal to you. We're going to really want to work with you because now we're connected to you. It's like even with networking, we want to do business with people we know, like, and trust. Absolutely. And our story is a key piece to that. Yeah. And it grounds it. I like that because it does, it grounds you the person, right? But then the, and, and here's the thing we, you know, we know this as business owners, uh, Christy, right? We, I am, I'm Connie Whitman, my business, what you're going to get through my business is the element of my values, my work ethic, my deliverables, you know, I over deliver. That's who I am. That Experience, isn't going to change everything. Yeah. Right. So the part now my business is separate from the person, but the personality of the business, there's a lot of connectivity because I am who I am and it is my business. So the business is going to have have a similar voice from a value, uh, you know, perspective at least. Right. Um, another interesting thing you said is give them a tangible tool, a resource, something. So having a call to action is one thing. And it's funny. I had a, a colleague and she was writing blog posts and she was ultimately going to write a book. And I loved reading her stories about different things that were happening for her, whether it be personal kids, business, et cetera. But at the end, it was all about her story. And then at the end, she's like, oh, I'd love for you to comment. So one day I, I you know, you, you, you're cautious because she was a friend slash colleague. And I responded and I said, I love your stories. What do you want me to do with it now? How do I relate it to me? Your story is your story. I said, so you have to incorporate something that I'm going to find value in the story. Then what do you want me to do with the end? Just comment on it like great story. What's the value to me to even respond? She's like, oh, my God, I never thought of it. So I said, you know, if you went through a troubling time, say to me, what troubling time did you had? Here's the steps I took. What steps did you take to get through that troubling time? Now we're creating engagement, but we're learning together, building together and creating solutions together. That's like when the magic happens, right? That's kind of what you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're sharing a specific story, first of all, you have to identify who is the person that you want to hear that story, like identify that ideal audience. Because if you're trying to share a story that's going to help everybody, then you're going to be sharing a story that nobody's going to really relate to. That's right. And so you can use different stories for different lessons, but you have to be clear on who that person is that needs to hear that story right now. Who was up last night not sleeping because they're worried about something that you could help them with. So that's, that's the right. first step. And the second step is have your end in mind. What is the next step you're going to have for them? Like you just said, what is the call to action? Because if we don't know what you're going to leave them with, as far as what is their next step, then you're just talking to talk. Just like you said with that person. I mean, you've got to be able to lead your audience to a particular destination. But if you don't know what that destination is, you're going to just have them going around in circles. Or the other, the, 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 <laughs> the bad part, if, if, if you don't understand what you're, what you're trying to share with us to teach us, right, to do, what I find is sometimes I'll read a story and at the end I think, wow, that was egotistical. Delete. 
And I'll never read another post from them because it was all about them and look at how great my life is, whatever, whatever the post is or the blog, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what I'm reading, but I think there was no value for me. I just wasted time reading this. There was no resource to say, this is my story. What's yours? And here's a resource that's helped me navigate blah, whatever X, Y, Z. And, and it's egotistical. So really be careful about this, telling your story without being egotistical, right? Christy, am I saying that right? Well, absolutely. Again, it goes back to what's in it for me? What's in it for your audience? You can't just start throwing up your life on people because they don't care about your life. They care about how your lessons can relate to their life. Absolutely. It's all about me, right? (laughs) Damn it. It's all about me. So, so we... But we have to realize that because the people reading, listening, whoever, it's all about them. It's not about Christy and Connie Whitman right now, right? Right. What advice? I'm just curious, right? Because you've been doing, and I giggled when when I I read the three decades because I've been four decades. So I'm about 10 years ahead of you. But let me tell you, do not look like you could be in in work, you know, in the workflow or the work of of business for 30 years. So it's just, we're aging, we're aging well, sister. (laughs) Anybody, if you're not watching us on YouTube, go check it out because we both look good. Uh, What advice though, would you give to your younger self? Oh my gosh. Wait, I don't think we have enough time for that question. (laughs) So true, man. So true. Oh my gosh. Um, You know what? I honestly, so, and this is something that I see a lot with people, mostly women while I work with women. And so I see it a lot with them is that um, they, many women have spent a lot of their life in service of others, helping other people accomplish their dreams and lifting other people up. And they keep thinking someday, one day it will be my turn. Mm. And then they look back and they think, oh my gosh, how much time has gone by? And there's nothing wrong with supporting other people. I mean, that, that should be a part of what we do, but not, but not in that, but we shouldn't do it and not be able to live our own dreams. And so I think for me, um, you know, just being able to own what I want to do and how I want to show up in the world and um, kind of step into that a little bit earlier. And, and maybe if somebody would have given me, I want to give myself permission back then to yeah. say, yes, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You don't have to be super mom. You don't have to be super wife. You can be super Christy and and spend a little time taking care of her. It's so easy and curious. I'm going to have to ask this question to men when I have male uh, guests on the show too, but I wonder if it's a woman thing. So that would be my question to the guys. So guys listening, always comment, man. I'd love to hear from you, your perspective, right? The male perspective, because I know the female perspective, right? Christy knows the female perspective, but it's fascinating because I do think we put ourselves last a lot. And I, and, and, and I know my husband, he puts himself last a lot for the kids, for the house, for the family, you know, we have aging parents. So where, where's the line? And this, I think is what we would say to our younger selves, right? Where's that line where, yes, you still have to be a mom or, you know, take care of the house or take care of a parent, whatever the situation is, depending on your age, but there has to be time for you. There has to be time for your own personal development. And I think that sometimes, especially, and again, I'm a parent, so I could talk from that perspective. I don't know that, that 
non-parents, they might feel the same way. So again, I'm talking from my perspective, but you know, when my kids were born, I remember I had a conversation with my husband, Christy, and I'm like, dude, I got to tell you this. Cause I, if I think it, it comes out my mouth and he's like, what? And I go, I, you are my world, right? You, the sun rose and shine. It's not anymore. You're the back burner. The kids take priority. They trump you, dude. And yeah. he, it was really cute though, because he goes, Oh, I'm so glad you're saying this. I said, why? He goes, I feel the same way. And I didn't know how to tell you, like <laughs> you're a secondary role in my life now. And I think we do that a lot through work and life and, and relationships that we really have to own our own power. And that's a tough one. Yeah. But I think it actually goes back a little farther. I mean, you know, this is just my perspective and I don't think it is necessarily a woman or man thing. I think it, it really comes back to when we were kids, how we had big dreams, right? Yeah. The sky was the limit. We can do anything we want. And then over time, we're being, we've been told no, and we've got to follow the, the rules and color in the lines. And, and so right. I think that's just really what I would love people to be able to get back to is just being able to dream again and think bigger and believe anything could happen like we did with kids because you know, it can, I have Play-Doh by my desk because I smell Play-Doh and I'm brought back to being a child. And, and when I do my vision stuff and goal stuff, I use crayons because I want to smell the crayons. And so sometimes we need to do things like that just to get back to who we are and who we were created to be and just let it rip, you know? So- fascinating. And I love the Play-Doh and I love the smell of Play-Doh. I want to eat it. Even as a kid, I wanted to eat it, you know, but I have to share with you. I I took over the holiday. I took a a class um, for, I know I'm purple. I love it. It's um, the PQ. It's about uh, the saboteurs in our own, in our own life. I don't know if you've, if you've been responsible. One of the last things is they tell you, keep a picture of yourself as a child and I'll, I'll hold it up. So you'd have to go to YouTube to see this kids. Can you see that Christy? It's I, yeah. me as a baby. Yeah. Me as a baby. And I look when I'm beating myself up, I can't believe you didn't get enough done today. Why did you say that? Why did you do that? We beat ourselves up. I look at that picture and I go, would you talk to little baby Connie like that? No. Why are you talking to yourself like that? But those, the Play-Doh, the crayons, pictures, right? I think these are important things for us to constantly look back and say, as a child, would you want it? Would you want to hear this information in this way? Or would you ever talk to a child this way? We talk to children, my kids growing up, you could be anything you want to be. Own it, man. Go out and show up, right? Be who you are. Now I go, why don't you have a job? Why aren't you doing this? We revert back to the control of society and the programming and all the stuff you just said, coloring the lines and, and all of that stuff. Great advice for our younger selves, Christy. Really, really well done. You want to add anything else before I ask my last question? No, I think that was great. That was a great, that was a great encapsulation, encapsulation of it all. I'm going to go. It's so I'll make you giggle. I, for Christmas, um, because again, I, um, it's very hard for me to turn off right business. Cause I always, you're, I know you're like me. We see, we think we, we just, somebody says something like, Oh, you could create a business out of that. Let me tell you how, right. I just see business. It's real. It's kind of a disease, right. But it's fun. So for Christmas, I said to my husband, I want a coloring book, like an adult coloring book. So when and, and just everybody listening, you kind of giggle at this. He goes, Con, when I did adult coloring book, let me just tell you. I said, did you cancel it out on the computer, right? 
But I have to tell you, it's therapeutic to, like you said, the crayons, the, uh, the Play-Doh. I'm going to buy the Play-Doh. I'm a visual and a, a sensory person. So get, the, get the markers. They have scented markers. I have those too. Do the scented <laughs> markers. I love it. See, multi-sensory podcasting here. I'll tell you, there it's you wonderful. Yeah. All right, my last question. How can you, or what recommendations would you give to, to my audience if they're thinking about really following their purpose, maybe starting a business, even if they started as a side hustle to kind of test the waters, what advice do you give? Cause you're a business coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely uh, would encourage them to test the waters first. Don't go quit your job. That's what I did. <laughs> I quit my job, not knowing what to do. So we didn't even get into my story, but no clue. And that was very stressful. Um, but I think, you know, just don't be afraid to try, you know, cause there is no failing unless you don't try at all. And That's if right. you have a bump in the road, when you try, it's just going to keep moving you to where you need to go. So just give it a whirl and then find somebody that has done what you're looking to do, because otherwise you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money. And you're going to be going in directions that you shouldn't go. So um, get a mentor. You don't have to hire an expensive coach. Get a mentor. A lot of successful business people are willing to mentor. So, you know, and it can't hurt to ask. Ask questions when you meet people, pick their brain. I'm telling you, most people really do. 90% of the time, people want to help you. Nobody, we don't want to see anybody fail, right? We really do want to see people succeed because you succeed and I succeed. You know, now all of a sudden the tide's going up and we're really all succeeding together. It's um, interesting. And I don't know if you're finding this with your clients, but my clients are getting younger. Fascinating because I think, Wow, they they resonate with me, obviously, because I have almost 40 years of experience. But the cool thing is, I find this younger generation, you know, in their late 20s, 30s, even, they're courageous. They're not afraid to start a heart, uh, side hustle. And their their thought process is, yeah, give it a shot, right? I, I, I love it. I, I, I'm an artist. I think I'm going to continue to create it and I'll, I'll sell it online, see what happens. And I still have my full-time job for benefits and 401k. I'm finding the younger generation to be so much more courageous, which I have to tell you, inspires me. Are you seeing that too? Yeah. Well, and they have more, yes. And they have more um, resources at their exposure. That's true. I remember when I started having a website was impossible to do yourself and you had to hire somebody because it had to be coded. And right now the, the generation has basically endless opportunities and an abundance of resources out there at with their phone so remarkable um, so i think that's another really great piece of what they have you know access to is giving them more power and more opportunities from from the technology that we have right now it's fascinating i don't know if you watch um i can see your voice it's with ken young from um he was in the uh Mm, the drinking, the, uh, that my kids will be embarrassed that I don't know the name, the batch, not the bachelor, the, um, hangover. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But anyway, he hosts the show called, I could see your voice. And, uh, the episode this week, the gentleman was a garbage collector and he sings and he went viral and he has like 1.3 million downloads. And he was on the show and they voted him like, no, you don't have a good voice. And he started singing and it was, it was 
like one of the most amazing voices that I've ever heard. It was so deep and rich. And he was a kid. He had this little baby face. And I thought 1.3 downloads. I would kill for 1.3 downloads. He's a garbage man with a voice. Could career. He could be that. And then being on the show could launch his career into the multi-millions. We didn't have that when we were kids. So I think, yeah, it it just is what it is, right? The the timing is the timing, but these kids, they can leverage those kinds of resources. Um, And it's, it's cheap, right? Getting a YouTube channel and recording a video takes no effort because it's on their phone. You upload it and you're ready to rock and roll. So yeah, Yeah. I, I agree with you. The resources are there for them. Yeah, one of my colleagues, she, or business associates, I guess, um, she posted a funny video on TikTok of her child going down a, you know, just sledding, but it went viral. She was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and now she has a business helping people go viral on TikTok, and she's got, I don't know, 500,000 downloads or subscribers on her TikTok channel, and this has just been in a matter of a few months. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. The other thing, too, and I think you're very good at this also, is you have to be creative, approach things with the creative perspective, not what's been done, observe what's been done. And I think try to say, hmm, but no one's done whatever that piece of the puzzle that might be missing. That to me is the creative solution that maybe doesn't exist. And that helps us rise above the noise, I I think, too, and differentiate what we're delivering and who we are and all those things, right? Yeah. Blue ocean strategy. We don't want to be in the the red ocean with the sharks. We want to get and try take something that's been done and do it a different way. So you become unique and different. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I know you're very good at that. So here's the deal guys. We're out of time, but please, please um, visit Christy. Um, her website is christyrufino.com. I will put that in the show notes. If you have questions for Christy, I recommend checking out her stuff. She's really brilliant and she's cool. I mean, you, you see how cool and down to earth she is as well. Uh, so she's user-friendly. Um, anyway, you can either, I know I'm using old language for computer programming, right? That was my minor in the eighties, um, but you can email Christy at info at christyrafino.com. Again, I highly recommend a conversation. She has a ton of cool things happening. She gets books published. Um, She's just a rock star. So again, christyrafino.com or info at christyrafino.com. Any last quick words that you want to share with my peeps? Oh, no, I just want to thank you, Connie, for inviting me on the show and having this great conversation. It was it was wonderful. And always fun. Yeah, we always have fun and high energy conversations, Christy. So I just I love hanging out with you. And thank you for your tips, ideas and the importance of storytelling with the caveat of what's in it for me. Right. How can we translate that to make it an inspirational movement right from the other person's or the reader's perspective or whatever or video for creating a video what do we want them to walk away with so thank you again for your your zone of genius always appreciated and um yeah thanks for a great show thank you cool stuff cool stuff everybody yeah and i hope you guys will join me weekly as we question um build and and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we embrace this change and and everything that's happening in business and realize that Usually, whatever's being thrown at us, we can change easier than you think. Um, you've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Have a wonderful week and open your mind to the client relationships that are possible as you change your sales game and come from a place of love, care, and respect 
Guys, trust me, magic just starts to happen. Thanks again for joining me. I'm honored to have you on this journey with me, and I'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Oh, 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 oh